Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Nature Back podcast, a talk show where we are focusing on saving the nature. My name is Tarmo Birki, and today my guest is Rimante Paulaskaite di Gaitiene from Sengires Fondas, the ancient wood foundation in Lithuania. We recorded the episode downtown Vilnius in a noisy coffee shop, unfortunately not in a forest. Enjoy the show. The ancient wood foundation, where, where, where does the story start from? Thanks, Tarmo, uh, for inviting me. So, as everything, it all starts with one person, one uh, child, in love with forest, in love with nature, and uh, later on losing it, it all due to clear cutting, due to harvest. Uh, so uh, it was he was uh, one of key founders of our foundation, Mendoza Surgela. Later on, he made a movie, a pretty famous movie, mm-hmm. The Ancient Woods. It was eight years of preparation, four years of filming. And uh, he was not sure what to expect, but um, the success was great, uh, both in Lithuania and worldwide. Won many awards. This movie, silent movie about the uh, the Lithuanian nature, and uh, this success inspired the team, people around that it is possible to do something else, something tangible, to do to move next. So. They dedicated, uh, took half of revenue from the movie and uh, took it to make foundation, for, to make first step towards something really tangible to buy out the first uh, forest plot. So this is really shortly um, the beginning, uh, but uh, I think that many people have this idea these days that uh, if you want to protect, if you want, if you understand the importance of protecting nature, you want to do something, and many get the idea, maybe I should buy out some forest plot. But of course, forest land is very expensive, and you need some expertise to understand which one, where, how to do that. So it, it, this is how team of enthusiasts, of people who value the same, made a team. And, uh, and uh, created the organization. Uh, it took some time because everything was designed that way that organization would work for hundreds of years. Meaning that all the structure, with all the safeguards that no personal gain would be, uh, no personal involvement or possibility to change that, okay, oh, let's sell it or let's harvest it. Everything is done that it would work for many years to come. It would be totally public good uh, and it would be a trustful organization. So uh, organization was founded in 2020 with the aim to protect the last remaining forest plots of 
old growth forests. The last remaining biologically very valuable forest plots, like fragments, uh, and don't do it. Do, don't do anything with that, meaning leaving it to nature to develop naturally. So it really becomes the real old growth forest. Um, why is that? Why is a problem? Uh, why we wanted to do something is that there's terribly not enough uh, attention to protection of the forests uh, because it may seem that we are like Lithuania or other countries. We seem to be very green countries with uh, coverage, uh, forest coverage mm. larger than 30%. But when you look to the data, uh, we don't have old growth forest at all. Like strictly protected areas in Lithuania are just 1.2% of the forests are strictly protected, meaning only there it is possible for them to gain maturity to develop naturally and just to change and develop uh, as it goes uh, uh, within the ecosystems. In other places, you just never know where this uh, forest management plan gets and, 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 and harvest and, and cut, cut it. So uh, the problem is that we have no old mature forests uh, and uh, we don't have forests like other than uh, 300 years and we took when we took data and calculated how much forest we have, like 200 years, it was like 0.00009% of all Lithuanian uh, territory. So it's just small pieces, small fragments of forests left. How far is that? I mean, how far are you with the project? Have you, you know, acquired the first forest plots? How many hectares have you saved? Yeah, so uh, we are three and a half years old now, uh, and uh, this year we aim to have protected 100 hectares. Currently, we have around 90 hectares. Mm. Uh, it may seem that it's not much, especially when you sit near the computer and look at the data, look at the Excel. But when you go get to those forests, you understand that what you're doing, you understand why you're doing that and it seems a lot uh, it, and it's easier to understand when you get there mm. actually um, but it's yeah it's uh, 89 hectares now 15 different forest plots uh, with uh, 30 uh, important habitats which means habitat means home to some specific species mm. so Basically, what we are doing—it's not about only about the hectares, not about the um, amount of, of the forest we have, but also about how biologically valuable they are. Mm. Because what we do is we trying to protect home for many species, especially endangered ones, mm. rare ones, those who really need uh, slow changing or not changing conditions, mm. uh, those who need dead wood. It's very important. This is why we need old forests. Mm. This is why we need to let them mature. Because if we just clear them, you lose all the dead wood. It's like, as we say, uh, the maturity uh, of the forests we cut now currently is like uh, teenagers. It's like 20 years old. Like person, 
wouldn't get the chance to live more. So, so yeah, and so how far we, we are with our goal is uh, in Lithuania currently uh, legal entity can ha have not more than 1,500 hectares. So this is our goal. Local so it's hard to go currently, but we are working with huge database. Uh, we took all the data from uh, geographical uh, systems. Information systems to understand to rate uh, based on 40 criteria, uh, what we call as a valuable forest. So we rank all the forests in Lithuania, and now we're working with that database trying to contact people, trying to buy our. It's a huge work. It seems uh, biodiversity has come to the picture also in the international discussion, really during, I would say, from Montreal meeting there yeah. at the end of the last year seem to be moving a little bit ahead of the kind of the discussion cycle. It is. It's um, glad to see that uh, understanding already appears in, in, in the news, in the minds of, of, of institutions and businesses. It's great, but of course it will take some time until the real tangible action uh, we'll see. Um, I hope that uh, protection, conservation will get enough attention because, of course, globally, in some places, especially in the Western world, some parts of the world, they need to restore. So it's a different topic and I hope that protection will get the same amount of attention because we have to protect first, then to restore. Uh, but yeah, some, some countries, they don't have anything to protect, they need to restore. Um, uh, why protection is so important? Because uh, once lost, actually it's not easy to restore or sometimes it's not possible to restore. We sometimes don't understand that because we think that money can do everything, but not because all the forest ecosystem that developed for millions of years, uh, you cannot rebuild it that fast and we even don't know what we may be losing. It's very important to protect because we don't even know. For example, fungi, 90% of fungi we don't even understand. It's like just, you understand that it's a different type of genes there, but you don't know, you don't have it in the classification. So we need that even for ourselves, for science, for, for, for our future. So uh, it's very important to put the, uh, the highlight uh, importance of protection. Uh, but let's see, because um, many attention to restoration and attention now to biodiversity credits. Uh, it's very important not to rush, not to risk um, some efforts that, okay, let's do improvement, 5% uh, gain each year. It's, it doesn't work in ecosystem. In nature, nature needs time. Nature needs natural development. But people tend to take action and want to take to do something in the forest. So uh, it's let's see how it goes. But I'm very hopeful that it gets attention now. How how do you kind of uh, cope with uh, I don't know, local forest companies? Are they very uh, what what is their feeling to go and fight with them? Put a or the chains around the trees and uh, how, how does that discussion go in? Um, 
as our foundation, we have um, the approach um, to do the action, to set the example in a more like positive way, uh, to try to do what we can. Uh, so we are choosing more like doing, not directly fighting. Uh, but I'm not saying that it's not important. Fighting is also important, and this is what we are doing with a group of other organizations. Like, very important uh, part of, of the work is uh, advocacy to work with institutions. We are also a part of that. Uh, and now, even this year, it's very important um, uh, legislation changes in in, in laws in in, in uh, forest policies. So it is very important how it will go. And there is of course a silent fight between the industry, between the economic uh, approach, and between trying to to get more attention to other values mm. of the forest of the nature. Like we need ecological approach. We need social approach to that. Mm. So all the organizations, we are like working together, trying to uh, get enough attention for those topics too. That it's not only economic. Of course, it is important and we are not saying that we are uh, for, you are not, uh, you cannot cut any kind of wood. It's totally out of discussion. We need wood. Uh, we need that part of economics. Just probably we don't need to feed the whole world. As Lithuania is a small country, right? So it's all about proportion, right? Proportion. So in globally, also in the European Union, everyone's saying, let's try to protect 30%, 10% strictly. So yeah, let's reach that 10%. Let's do that. Uh, as I said before, strict protection is very important. Let's clearly define what we are strictly protecting. Because currently, yeah, we strictly protect, but let's cut a, a little bit. Mm. So if you cut a little bit, you cut those the most valuable uh, parts. So it's about the right proportion. This is what we are trying to move forward. Also, the other part is uh, like in the United States, it's natural to have all those um, public forests. So we also hope and see that hope in, even in legislation will see that um, people, uh, communities uh, would have a possibility to add protection level mm. for, for the forest, that it would be legally protected, uh, it would be legal not to cut, mm. not to manage the forest. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they economically manage the old, old ancient forest, but doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, yeah, because Forest management in sustainable way, I think that should be just quite default, just become everywhere mm. natural, and it's it, it's okay uh, to do that, but some parts just should be untouched. Yeah. If, uh, if the proportion of the old growth forests is uh, so tiny that you know, the, you know a fraction of the percent of what, what yeah. you were saying, the it would make all the sense of the forestry companies to actually invest in a foundation because they need a uh, you know positive image for forests uh, as much as anyone else does 
Oh, we don't see that kind of potential. I think it, it's not uh, yeah. convenient for them. <laughs> Uh, but I think that they are trying to do that themselves, mm-hmm. especially if those are large uh, companies that are really working, um, mm-hmm. trying to be sustainable or in, in a way or yeah, yeah, to do that in correct way. Mm-hmm. They are trying to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are also reaching out to them uh, to ask. Uh, okay, so you are trying to protect some part of your forest. For how long? Mm. Because if if we say that we are not touching those forests for 10 years, it doesn't make sense. Mm. Even 20, 30 years, actually it doesn't make sense because if you cut it down after 30 years for forest, it means almost nothing. So this is why um, people trust our foundation because it's designed for many years and even people, they are donating their own forest. Mm. They're not willing, actually, okay, yeah. because the forest stays the same uh, and we are even uh, um, nominating, mm. naming the forest under their family yeah. name, right? But they know that, okay, uh, if they're not sure what will happen after, I don't know, how their child or grandchild will Will react with that forest. Mm. They know the foundation is designed that way that forest stays protected for many years. So I think that time is very important. Mm. Time is very important to, to understand the difference between forests because forest doesn't equal forest. Mm. We have one 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 name for many mm. many um, diff- different types of of the forest and also for the future. Nature needs time. Interesting initiative in Estonia. In Estonia, I think half of the Estonian forests are managed by the state. And the uh, new uh, minister in charge came out with a proposal that uh, this whole kind of company all managing the states needs to come out with a next 100-year plan. Okay. And of course, in the media, it was somewhat shouted at how stupid it is that 100 years, how could anyone do anything like that? But from the forest perspective, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the it's also half of the forests are state-owned. We'll see. There are, of course, uh, organization that is is managing all those protected area. Mm. They're really trying to do the good work. But general policy is still more towards only economic mm. gain yeah. and. Um, and we are even trying to raise that uh, understanding that it's not economic gain. It's not only through the harvest. Mm. Actually, mm. we ha- we get so many all those so-called uh, ecosystem services. Mm. Of course, we cannot monetize everything, but there are different si- mm. separate science for that. Uh, trying to analyze, okay, so the, what's the value of the forest? So there's so many things. The same water, air quality, uh, anti-flood, anti-erosion, uh, all the climate regulation, uh, export, uh, sequestration, uh, recreation, health, science, so many things that even we, us as society, humans, we gain so much for that. Last year we did um, a mini project uh, ourselves with the scientists. So we calculated 
I think that 28 different ecosystem services that are being provided by old growth forests and we think there are maybe even more. So of course it's not very easy to monetize, to convert everything to the market value. Uh, but I think this understanding is uh, appearing a bit that it's not only the harvest, uh, the wood that you sell is about. We'll see. Uh, we'll see, exactly. And, and I think that in some ways and in some countries it has it a has, uh, little bit... Uh, I mean, somewhere people are a bit further with it. I know that, for example, in, uh, in Finland there is a lot of family forests where a fraction has been left uh, you know, there for good. Uh, they might manage 90% of the forest they have, but their 10% is there. There's probably nowhere in the papers, or maybe there's some uh, money they get for not touching it. But uh, yeah. but basically, it's kind of uh, internal decisions within family. Yeah. Of course, you don't know what the next generations do and the next generations. But you know, if the grandfather was keeping it, why would their grandchildren then touch it? Exactly. We we see the same uh, change, beautiful change, and. Uh, buying out and protecting the forests ourselves uh, for the foundation is just the one part of our job. Mm. The second part of very important job what we are doing is education because in total we are not willing to become landowners and we are sure that we cannot do that ourselves. So we see our role as facilitator more uh, and we are happy with all those private initiatives we see more and more people of uh, probably younger generation understanding the value and willing to do that by themselves. So, of course, people have many questions. Can I do that? How to do that? Can I improve? It's natural for people to ask those questions. Can I improve something? How could I do that in a better way? Or what to do with, let's say, all those meadows, uh, which is actually problem even more problematic than the forests mm. from the biodiversity perspective. Yeah. So uh, people need education. People need to understand the value. So our uh, also goal is to educate as much as possible, not only private owners but society in general. So we really understand the difference. Why we need to protect why we need those forests, why one forest is different from another forest. Mm. And of course, in this way to get more attention and to get more uh, stress for the uh, institutions, uh, businesses are also getting this understanding that um, on ESG, uh, letter E is not about only emissions, not about carbon emissions only. It's, it's really wider and businesses are also related very directly with all those risks so we get more and more attention from businesses and we are really happy that we can work together towards something really tangible how much there is a kind of a similar ancient forest organizations or the interest groups in you know Europe or neighboring countries is there some international cooperation between that similar, similar projects? Having done uh, research, uh, don't have exact numbers, but mm. I see that in most countries there are some mm. kind of organizations. Of course, some of them are more general or 
wider approach, mm. right? Like nature conservation and improvements. Mm. Uh, maybe not that much uh, very similar as mm. us, focused only on older okay. forests yeah. and conservation. But I think that each country has at least mm. a few organizations focused to conservation. Mm. So yeah, I think it's. For anyone you know outside uh, Lithuania listening to this and thinking that they need to do something about the old growth forest protection in their country, what would be your advice? Probably have yeah, to to look for the uh, organizations working on that, uh, working in protection, and especially if willing to get involved, if willing to do something. It's either those organizations or experts. We really need all this involved scientists. Scientists, I think, is a must in each discussion, uh, especially in business organizations, in institutional uh, discussions, conferences, everywhere. We need scientists' voice very much. They may be not very comfortable to hear sometimes. They, they are not on the hype. They might be skeptic on, on, on some levels, but we really need uh, those voices as a baseline to understand where we are, what's really that uh, problem. Uh, even in foundation, like w when we are doing our educational work, like I know Facebook posts, which seem to be a very easy content, Actually, uh, each educational post we're doing with scientists, we check with scientists, so we don't make some kind of just random blurb about what, how nature is beautiful. Yeah. No, we're trying to get the right message uh, to check every time uh, with the scientists that is it real what we are thinking of. So, so if you're not just writing prompt to the chat GPT and, and no. then <laughs> No, it's not working that way. We are trying. Even ourselves, we, we, in, within the team, we always try to educate ourselves, uh, especially uh, when you think about those uh, climate uh, questions. Is it related to climate change or not? Uh, invasive species. Uh, to understand uh, how it is danger, dangerous or not. Uh, it's very healthy to educate uh, yourself each time. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the 89 hectares, are they in, uh, you know, small plots across the country or are there some bigger entities also in it? Yeah, so uh, our approach, of course, is to uh, make the larger masses possible, which makes sense for, for ecosystems to, to, yeah. to grow. Uh, but from buying perspective uh, and from work perspective, one is uh, we buy what we get, what is possible when we get some uh, good offer. The other thing, of course, um, when you buy one plot, for example, in the middle of important massive, you can you you get the priority. You get informed about the um, neighboring plots, so it's easier than to. Talk to the spread yeah, yeah. Uh, spread the message uh, contact those so currently we have a, as I said 15 plots uh, some of them we have like priority massives where we are working but for example in one place uh, we are now buying fifth plot 
and it's like a puzzle, just very small, tiny pieces, um, because it's a private, private uh, lines are like one hectare, three hectares, five hectares all at once, so it's uh, good for us because, okay, it's already huge plot protected, so um, uh, in some in one forest we have bought last year, uh, we made a scientific discovery mm. of very rare, globally rare uh, fungi species. This year we visited the same forest, uh, found another very important fungi species. And this way we understood that, okay, this is really valuable forest. And we even uh, dig into the soil this year and uh, understood that this exact forest is totally untouched. Ne it, it was never touched by agriculture. Wow. So after you protect such places, you understand that it's really treasure. Mm. This is why you find there, you discover there rare species because wow. it's a long history of the ecosystem there so um, yeah small plots larger plots uh, it's a bit spread through the Lithuania more in the eastern part of Lithuania like uh, east north east south but uh, we are spreading in different parts and then we, we will try to to connect them to make it larger yeah you mentioned the old the oak forest yeah I've heard stories about uh, how great the Baltic oak used to be. Uh, Baltic oak barrels were a big thing in the uh, drinks industry 100 years ago. The, uh, I don't know, wines or the, what, what were they uh, making in past were putting put into the Baltic oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, I think that from Baltic uh, oak and from Baltic pines, some uh, ships uh, to the uh, United States were built. So, and 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 um, Paris Cathedral were uh, built from old oaks. So it, it was very valuable. Uh, I think oaks and pines of our area nowadays you don't need that much straight uh, old yeah. trees. It just doesn't matter. You just grow as, as a biomass and just yeah. get down as fast as possible. So. I think now it's different approach, but of course our forests were very valuable throughout the Europe, I guess. But probably Lithuania, Baltic countries are probably, you know, among the European countries, one of the most uh, you know, forested. Where? We were? We, we probably still are, no? Oh. Country percentage is, uh, I think, 33%. Okay. But uh, well, yeah, uh, a lot of it is bushes and uh, yeah. Exactly now, like forest land uh, is forest is calculated even the clear cutted area. So forest actually uh, percentage means now nothing, and we still have to look at the age with which is currently uh, very young. It's just around 50, 60 years old on average. So it's very young. Mm. If, like pine tree can grow up to 300 years or even more mm. most of them never reach that age oak trees they can go for 800 years for even thousand years and another thousand years 
it just stands and slowly decays and it's mm. even better for the uh, biodiversity it's like like a huge party over there right everyone is mm. just uh, gaining much from that so we are a green country but we don't have that much we don't uh, we have to not get into that dangerous illusion that uh, we are making a lot uh, we are becoming very green especially with tree planting it's very dangerous illusion mm. to get there that we are making a lot of good we have to protect first not to lose everything because forest is not just a composition of trees mm. right very very true uh, often when i talk with startups i ask them about their future milestones and they're talking about you know what's happening next week and what's happening in the next quarter Asking from you about the future is probably like more what's happening in the next decade or before you retire. You're still relatively young. Exactly, exactly. It's very actually, it's very cool to think that way because uh, when you think strategically within the team, do you understand that you're just a piece uh, and uh, uh, the work you're doing will overgrow you? And actually, it's great. Uh, and we are thinking practically each time we are buying the forest, we are thinking practically how future generations, uh, what will be left, how this uh, forest will probably evolve. Because, for, for example, spruce, it's a problem. And spruce will just, we won't have spruce trees in Lithuania in upcoming 100 or 200 years. It's just too hot due to climate change, due to all the um, disease, all those beetles coming, insects. So uh, we are not like buying fully spruce uh, trees forest. It's just too dangerous to mm. buy, and uh, uh, especially for the public, they will see that oh, just it's dead. It, it just whole uh, forest is drying. Uh, mm. So we are trying to look for. Uh, the places that really have a potential for the future and those actually will evolve uh, differently. Yeah. Uh, our scientists say that even in such a small country as Lithuania, different uh, forests will evolve, evolve differently and it's okay, it's natural. Mm. Some of them will just evolve to totally something else mm. uh, because we used to think that our forests are pine trees and spruce trees uh, because it's majority of, uh, mm. of, of, of the forest, but actually those oaks are more common to think Lithuanian than uh, and linden, for example. So it will change after 100 years, it will change. Mm. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> we won't see, but... But children and grandchildren <laughs> will, yeah. so yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic.
Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and... Hear the culture. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.